Hello and welcome to the Curious Cat podcast. I am your host, Sebastian Bowen, joined as always by my co-host, Zoe Marie Kesselman. Hello. Hi, Zoe. You may have noticed we are a week early this week. From now on, between our main episodes, we're going to be posting shorter episodes, which will consist of either short stories, articles or discussions based off the most curious historical and current events. In today's episode, we have a true story that's based in London 132 years ago today. We hope you enjoy it. It was a Tuesday in 1888. The day began like any other. At the time, this did not bring much comfort to those in the streets of London. Life was hard and winter was fast approaching. People were cold, penniless and hungry, struggling to get through daily life, resorting to petty crime, robbery and prostitution. Although the sights of London often included people in despair, the night left one man feeling particularly agitated. George Lusk started his day like any other. He was a self-employed builder and a church warden who had been elected chairman of the area's vigilance committee. As a prominent local figure, this meant he lived a more comfortable life than most and went about life with much less worry. Today, however, was different. He had been peering out of the window for hours. He just couldn't shake that feeling. That feeling that he had been watched. His wife told him that he had gone crazy and not to worry. It was probably a homeless person who had chosen to reside in a dark back alley. Lusk could feel it though, in his gut. He was being watched. There, did you see that? Was that a bearded man he saw in the corner of his eyes in the shadow? No, he told himself. Put it to the back of your mind. You are being ridiculous. He thought about calling the police. However, his relationship with them was currently strained. Lusk had publicly spoken about the police's inability to solve crime on the streets of London and had began to appeal for information about a set of murders that have gone unsolved himself. He wanted London to be a safer place to live and if they were not going to help, he would do it himself. He opened the curtain and peered out again. Nothing. Evening drew closer and the streets began to get dark. Lusk couldn't help the feeling that as shadows drew closer, so did his stalker. Lusk jumped with a fright. He stood still for a moment, barely breathing. It went again. Lusk composed himself and quietly walked to the door, gently pulling it open. It was the evening mail. The postman stood there with his hand held out. A small package was presented to him. Lusk thanked the postman and took the parcel inside and set it on the table. Its postmark showed that it had been sent the day before. There was a letter attached to the top. He cautiously opened it. As his eyes fell down the page, his blood turned cold. It was misspelled and ungrammatical, but what it said left it no less horrifying. Mr. Lust, sir, I send you half the kidney. I took from one woman, preserved it for you. The other piece I fried and ate it. 
was very nice. I may send you the bloody knife that took it out if you only wait a while longer. Catch me when you can, Mr. Lusk. He nervously picks up the parcel, not sure what to do next. He took a deep breath. He peeled back the brown paper package. In the parcel, he found a little lump of meat preserved in alcohol. He breathed a sigh of relief. Clearly this was a hoax. Perhaps the police trying to rattle him so he would get off their case. He put the little box away in his drawer and tried to forget about it. As he laid there that night, the house was full of shadows and he could not get the bearded man out of his mind. He thought he heard creeping. Someone was in the room. He opened his eyes and he was there. The bearded man, hovering over Lusk's bed, knife in hand, jar in the other. Lusk awoke with a start. After a sleepless night, Lusk decided he needed to put his mind to rest and forget about this silly paranoia. He knew a medical examiner on his committee. He would go to him tomorrow. He walked into the medical examiner's office with the little jar and handed it over. He said he would wait for the results. When the gentleman was done with his examination, he walked up to Lusk, looking troubled and agitated. What he told him sent fear through his veins. It was indeed half a human kidney. One probably from a woman, a heavy drinker, and who was about 45 years of age. Back in the 1800s, there was no way to test who the kidney belonged to. But nobody had to, because they already knew who the kidney belonged to. It belonged to Catherine Eddowes, and was removed by the very man Lusk had been trying to apprehend due to the police incompetency. A man who had been causing chaos in the streets of London for months leaving the bodies of his victims in the streets of Whitechapel. His name was Jack the Ripper. This story was written by Zoe Marie Castleman, adapted from a historical events article, historical events in October 1888. Jack the Ripper posts a gruesome memento. It was produced by myself, Sebastian Bowen. Original article and copy of the letter can be found on our social media pages. Thank you for listening. Until next time, stay curious.